All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's after 4 o'clock. Welcome back. Busy Wednesday edition of The Gregor Show on Sports 1440, Orders Nation YouTube and Facebook. Uh, once again, big thanks to uh, Brian Benning for uh, spending hours with us on uh, who is it Wednesday. Uh, really good career, man. Uh, Ten years in the NHL, that is a hell of a career. And uh, then to have, uh, you know, one son play in the NHL, your daughter plays uh, uh, youth sport, uh, your other son now uh, was at NCAA and uh, now his first year as as a pro player in the AHL, it's uh, obviously done something right. Well, clearly his uh, wife Caroline had the uh, the best genes in the family. I think that's that's kind of what we're that's what we've learned here today. So no, <laughs> but that's a hockey family. His dad Elmer. How about that? Forty seven years as a scout, amazing. And uh, brother Jim, uh, ten years in the NHL as a player, thirty years as an executive. So long time in uh, Boston. Then of course. Uh, and up in uh, Vancouver, still doing some consulting uh, around the league. So uh, really good stuff. Uh, enjoy that interview. Let's go around the NHL now, brought to you by McDonald's. And uh, one of your faves is back, but limited time. You only have about two weeks left if you want to try the McRib. Don't miss it. You'll regret it because it might not be back. You never know. It took 10 years to come back. Who knows we'll be back again. Go to McDonald's. As we welcome in from NHL Network, of course, uh, ace analyst for the Pittsburgh Penguins, former Stanley Cup champion, Mike Rupp, joins us as he does uh, every Wednesday. Rupper, how are you, my man? I'm good, Greg. How you doing, buddy? I'm excellent. Uh, I'm really well. Uh, there's lots happening uh, around the league. Hey, the Rangers, let's start there, man. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago, people a little concerned, and now the Rangers seem to be right back on track. They've won eight in a row. Shesterkin looks like he's found his game, and things are rosy in New York. Yeah, I mean, they've uh, they found their offense definitely over that stretch and uh their best players are are leading the way they're getting some getting some uh goals in games and you know and I, they're finally starting after the 
the all-star break. Igor Shosturkin starting to, to find his groove a little bit. Um, you know, the outdoor game the other day, the stadium series, you know, it wasn't a great game by him, but they, they end up winning that game. The offense comes through. And then last night against Dallas, uh, the team didn't play all that, that well uh, in front of him, but he was massive in that win against the Dallas Stars. So it's a little bit of the give and take, uh, both sides of it. You got the, you know, the, the lockdown staves that when you need them, and then you got the offense kind of covering as well. And yeah, you, you those two things together, you got the hottest team in the NHL. Oh God, yeah, they uh, they've been very good. But now, like, did you sit outside? For those games, were you at the games, uh, the, you know, the Rangers, the Flyers, the Devils, the Islanders, and, you know, the two games this past weekend? Did you see them? So I was I was there. I was kind of running around doing some things there. And then <laughs> before the game started, I was I was back home. So it was kind of the perfect, perfect uh, able to see the atmosphere, and they were incredible atmospheres. And the lead-up, uh, some of the festivities around MetLife Stadium, uh, in New Jersey, right across the river uh, from obviously New York City, um, but I was able to be warm and watch them on the couch each day. So uh, it was it was cool. I mean, the, it, it was one I actually think, and it was brought up on uh, on X, and I, I saw it where it kind of be really cool if you just use those four teams every year. Yes, I mean, the fact that they're able to get eighty thousand people each game in there i think that would be the same every year and kind of make it like it wouldn't be an in-season tournament but just you had a two games that you you know you can get eighty thousand people at and creates a little bit of braggy rights atmosphere i thought it was an awesome awesome uh weekend there for the nhl now, i could see it being every second year for sure keep it a little bit surprising uh for them but yeah i, I think it was fantastic all the fans uh, you know there's a good rivalry uh, no question uh, with those four teams and the fan bases. Uh, yeah, it's like built in. There's there's no other area of four teams that you could do that with. So that's why it works perfect, uh, I think, for those four. Now the uh, the the other teams involved in that one, the Flyers, the Devils are both four, five, and one. Their last ten. Uh, you throw in the Islanders, and I, I still don't know what to make of the Islanders, to be honest, Rupper. Of those three teams, if you had to pick one today, who are you most confident will grab the third spot? in that division? Oh. Probably most confident in the Flyers because of the position they're in. And, you know, it seems like every time they get knocked down, they kind of, they've got some some pushback. We know John Tortorella earlier this year said his team played with a lot of, you know what, um, and uh, that they do. Like, so every time I feel like, all right, well, here's the Flyers that we were thinking we were getting this year. They're going to trail off here. They they win games when they need to. Um, now, the Devils, I, I I guess the easier way process of elimination, I, I don't believe in the Islanders. I, I don't okay. think the Islanders are going to be able to do it. Um, but the Devils are one where, you know, they kind of had a bit of a no-show yesterday and just lack of energy in that game coming off the big stadium series win. Um uh, I probably have to say the Flyers still, though. I, I just think that the Flyers have been the more consistent team all year, and and the inconsistencies of New Jersey are they're still there, and uh, so they'd have to really get some consistent play going here if I if they're going to overtake the, the Flyers in that spot. Mike Rupp uh, joins us. Rupp, the uh, interesting one is you know Austin Matthews having a great year. 
Connor McDavid's having a great year that's maybe not getting as much attention because I get goals are harder than assists. I totally understand it. But, uh, you know, McDavid here is on pace for 99 assists, which would make him only the fourth player ever to have 99. He'd be only the fourth if he gets to 100 because or Lemieux and Gretzky did it. And uh, Matthews right now is on, let's say he's on pace for 74. Uh, he gets to that. Well, he'd be only the sixth guy who's ever done, seventh guy who's ever done that. Um, which one do you think is more likely? 74 for Matthews or 99 apples for Gretzky? Oh, man. Um, that's tough. I mean, both both, both these guys, I, I can see doing it. Um, I think what Austin Matthews is doing right now, and I think a game like tonight, right? Like he's in Arizona tonight yeah, where he grew up, where he, uh, you know, kind of fell in love with hockey watching the Coyotes. Uh, he, he's going there on 49. I think he definitely gets 50 tonight. Okay. Uh, he, I, I think that he's he'll keep he'll keep on his tear. I, I, I see Austin getting north of 70, and so how high that can go, we'll see. But um, yeah, maybe him. I'd say him. I mean, the guy that he has six hat tricks this year. Yeah. And uh, what he's doing is it's unique. It's different. I mean, there's been guys in the past. Uh, that have scored, I think, over 70 or 75 that have not won the Hart Trophy. But that was back in a time where, like, players, you know, you saw it happen. Like, guys with 470-plus. And, you know, it was just a couple years ago where Austin got into the 60s. It was the first time since, what, like, Stammer and Ovi did it. And last year, Connor, what do you have, 64? And it it felt like that was kind of the peak. And now Austin's doing this. It's... um, yeah, I, I don't see him slowing down anytime soon. Um, yeah, I think he's going to get probably that sweet spot right between 70 and 75. Okay. Um, you look at the uh, the trade deadline. Here we are. Uh, it's coming up two weeks in, in Friday, so we're 16 days away from the deadline. You know, as usual, oh, there's going to be lots of movement. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we'll see. Now, uh, you know, Gensel's injured, but I still think he's going to get traded. Uh, you know, Dowd got hurt last night. We still haven't heard exactly how serious it is, if it is even serious at all. But, you know, there's two guys who are pretty highly sought after right now. None of them might be serious, but I wonder, Rupper, like if you're a GM and you're like, hey, I want to make a deal, you know, like if you're the guy who has the asset, are you like, is it worth risking it if all of a sudden now your asset gets hurt and you get absolutely nothing? Right, like I wonder if this maybe with with these two little scares, if that uh, suddenly starts uh, some guys to say, okay, let's make a deal. Yeah, it's it's really interesting um, because of those situations, like you mentioned. It's you know every day, it's all about in those situations leverage, right? Where the, the the right time, the hot time to sell, and you know when you can get the most for this this asset, this player. But I also find them some, sometimes interesting, too, because like let's say the Jake Gensel situation where he's not supposed to be out for the rest of the remainder of the season. But in a situation like if you see an injury like that for a certain guy, I mean, that actually I think as long as it's not going to bleed into playoff time, that could be <laughs> – there might, might be some teams that jump all over that. Like, you know, I can add a player of, of high caliber and – He's on the IR and he's not going to count against the cap, and then we can you know get to the playoffs and activate him. Like I don't know, I find those really interesting too, and maybe even like in a Jake Gensel situation, if that was to extend a little longer, that could even bring more people I think to the table. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a tough spot, and and we've seen it in the past where players get sat out 
and you know you don't see it too often i feel like nowadays but that's the reason why you know you, you know you're gonna have to move this player this asset pending ufa or whatever the circumstances and then the player goes down so um yeah it's gonna be i wonder if teams are noticing obviously those things that are happening and if they get ahead of it a little bit more but um at the end of the day it's you kind of wait till that perfect moment to make a trade and a lot of times um, you see teams wait too long and then the market's not there for the player yeah um the penguins mike uh, they got to you know they got to pull the the court here on gensel right like i don't even care if they win their next two games like they got to make a trade don't they 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 can't keep him can they um i yeah i think they need to and so here here's the part too that that kind of gets me it's like <laughs> this is the part i actually don't like about the current dba or the way things are, I personally don't believe a pending UFA should be able to get traded and then re-sign with the team that traded him in the offseason. I feel like that's a very, I don't know, it's like you should have to wait a calendar year or something. Uh, we've seen it in the past. I think it's, I think it's a joke. Uh, with that being said, that's not how it is, and you can do that. So the Pittsburgh Penguins, like at this point, if you feel like you're not going to make the playoffs, why wouldn't you just trade Jake Gensel? Because he's go- he- he's your most sought-after player that can bring you a return, and this team needs assets, needs things in the future. You could still re-sign Jake Gensel, or you could sign uh, sorry sign Jake Gensel once yeah. free agency opens. You, you got to go toe to toe with some other teams that I think have more money, but you can also cling to the fact that hey, you can play with Sidney Crosby. You guys are inseparable. You guys have been fantastic for us for so long. So yeah, I, I think that that's something that they they need to do. And Kyle Dubas came out today, and he's kind of trying to trying to toe that line. It's this vicious cycle where he's basically saying, we're not going to be buyers. If we, if we do a hockey trade, we can be a player, uh, a, a, play, a roster player now for a roster player now. Um, but we're not giving away any assets moving forward. We're not giving away our future anymore. Um, so, uh, you know, this is kind of what he's trying to balance here. The balancing act is, and what he stated, paraphrasing uh, in his press conference today, was we've got Malkin, Crosby, Latang, and he put Carlson in that grouping, so the four. He didn't mention Jake Gensel for the obvious reasons because they don't know what, what's going to be happening with him. But he said, you know, we need to get younger, and we want to bring in younger guys who can help be molded by these four Hall of Famers, all while being competitive and trying to win a Stanley Cup. That's a lot to try to accomplish. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a tough, tough spot to be in. But again, I said it on here. I said it before. It, it, the old regime made that decision. And, you know, Kyle Dubas knew coming in here, he, it's going to be it's, – it's a tough grind in Pittsburgh. So, I think to go off your thing you said, you, you got to move Jake Getzel because that is one thing that you know you can get younger, you can grab some assets. And, again, it doesn't close the door on having Jake Getzel back. If you're Ken Holland – would you trade your first rounder for a rental like Gensel that you know you have very little chance of re-signing? 100% I would. Okay. Here's the thing with Jake Gensel is, and I wouldn't do it on just any player. I've watched Jake since his start in this, in this league in Pittsburgh and been able to, fortunate enough to be able to cover him. He is not a sole, um, you know, He's not the player because of Sid. Okay. And I want to be careful there because Sid is incredible. Yeah. I mean, I, you're, never, you're not going to find a bigger Sidney Crosby fan than me. 
But Jay Gensel, he, he's self-sufficient. He could drive offense. If you look up numbers when he has not played with Sid and when Sid's missed some time, he's still very good. He is a gamer. And that would be worth it for a team that is in win-now mode and has an opportunity. What Edmonton has done this year, returning things around, that's a perfect example of who you swing for the fences. Um, you know, he could play with your top-end guys, or he would play with your top-end guys, but he is a, a player that he is so, so intelligent in so many different ways. Not a big guy, but he doesn't back down from nothing. He, he takes hits, pops back up all the time, gets to those dirty areas of the ice and scores some goals. So I think he's a very unique player, and I'd be all over that if, if I was Edmonton or any other team that, that feels like this is their year. It'll be intriguing to see uh, you know where he goes, but uh, I like your description of him uh, self-sufficient. I think uh, I think that's very accurate, and uh, it's one. And plus, hey, let's be honest, he's playing with Crosby. Comes to Edmonton, you're playing with either Drysdale or McDavid. It's a pretty good uh, it's a pretty good opportunity uh, if you're Jake Gensel uh, for sure. So um, I, I could see why the orders and other teams are going to have interest in him. Um, his injury. I know you're you're the broadcaster for the uh, the Penguins. His injury. N- nothing's changed. They still think it's you know like three to four weeks, which would put him you know set to return right after the trade deadline. That still hasn't changed. Yeah, I mean that that's nothing's changed on that front. Um, you know, it, we'll, we'll see. I mean, honestly, like what I said before, and it almost be. I, I actually think it would be better for probably the Penguins and some other teams if it was a little bit longer. Because uh, keeping them off the books longer is can help some other teams come to the table, right? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, nothing's changed on that front. He still looks like he's uh, you know three three some weeks out. Rupert, great stuff as always, man. We really appreciate it. Have yourself an awesome day. We'll chat with you next Wednesday. Awesome, buddy. Enjoy. There you go. That's uh, Mike Rupp from the NHL Network, a Penguins analyst and a Stanley Cup champion. Four twenty-five. Uh, when we come back. Uh, playoffs, baby. Nothing better than a game-clinching overtime win. We'll talk about it next. And uh, there'll be many of those for the next few months at all levels of hockey here uh, in our province. It's fantastic. I, mean, I love playoffs. I know you're playing minor hockey playoffs. It's great. You got provincials. It's awesome. You got ACAC. You got BCHL. You got AJHL. You got U Sports. Soon to be the NHL. It's going to be an awesome stretch. Discuss it next on the Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. We continue on Sports 1440. Orders Nation uh, YouTube and uh, Facebook. Jason Gregor, Connor Halley with you. The uh, Orders set to take on the Boston Bruins tonight. And coming up in uh, a few minutes, uh, somebody, uh, we actually have a pair of seats to go to the game tonight. So uh, we'll give those away. So uh, pay attention. Get ready on the text line. Be uh, loads of fun. Let's go uh, in the community now. Brought to you by Action Electrical. They're in the community. And hey, they're in, they want to be in your back pocket and help you save some money because you only have about uh, 10 days left until the grants of $5,600 from the federal government, they evaporate. They're gone, not coming back. If you were ever thinking about solar on your residence, now's the time to do it. Go to actionelectrical.net and they can help you out. And uh, of course, uh, we talk about the order as well. Hey, if you like playoff hockey, baby, the uh, uh, U of A Golden Bears on the road, game three in overtime to get by the uh, U of S Huskies. Uh, Josh Prokop, uh, captain of the Golden Bears, joins us. Josh, how you doing, my man? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm excellent. Uh, Josh, you played hockey a long time, but uh, there's something, uh, and I don't care what round it's in, 
When your team scores an overtime winner to clinch a series, man, it's like you're all 10 years old again and you just won your league championship. Like, it's amazing to watch the jubilation of grown men when you, yeah. when your team wins in overtime, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, there's definitely no better feeling than um, an overtime win. And, yeah, like you said, I think um kind of just brings you back to lots of, like, childhood memories and doesn't matter how old you are. I mean, I think they all feel the same, so... Did you ever? Do you have a, a childhood minor hockey memory of a big, uh, like a series win or playoff win, provincial win or something? Um, yeah, I think. Um, I mean, back in the brick tournament, lots of um, lots of fun memories playing in West Edmonton Mall as a young kid there, okay. and then um, Team Alberta as well, um, winning gold against all the other provinces when when we were 16 so memories like that as well i grew up playing for white mud west um and lots of good memories there too some overtime wins so those definitely stick out for me so tell us about the series like it's it's very rare it's been a long time since the golden bears have to go on the road to you know uh, in the playoffs and so um you know i i now i'm an outsider so maybe you have a different opinion the league is more competitive this year there's lots of there's more good teams i think it's more balanced and so it's harder to win does it make it more satisfying then that you were able to do that on the road yeah like you said um definitely this year and i think um as years go on there's for sure going to be way more parity in the league and yeah to your point um saskatchewan they're a great team um like very defensive team and they play uh, within their structure and their coach very well. So yeah, I mean, getting that, getting that, uh, that victory in game three was massive for our team and doing it on the road. Um, it's always pretty tough. So, so being able to do that was, was huge for our group. What would you say was the key reasons you guys were able to win that series? What did, what did you like about your team's play? I think lots of guys, lots of guys stepped up in, in different ways throughout the series. Um, as I think any any successful playoff team would say we had lots of contributors down the line and um, not even just scoring goals or stuff like that, guys blocking shots, playing physical, just um, playing their role as a team. So I think uh, that was super successful for us. Now you have an opportunity, uh, maybe a little bit of revenge. You're going to UBC uh, coming up uh, on the 23rd, 24th, and if necessary, Sunday, the 25th. Um, you, you face this team this year. What's uh, what's the biggest challenge? What do they do well? They're um, they're a very skilled group offensively, and uh, on their back end, they they provide lots of offense as well. So, I mean, they play a fast game, fast skilled game. So, um, that's definitely going to be that's going to be a challenge trying to defend those guys, and um, along with on the um, the power play, they got a great power play. So, staying out of the box will be crucial for us as well. And you know the, the the last series, you guys lose the first game on the road four to two, right? So now you're down one. Now all of a sudden it's back against the wall. Win, you stay in, lose, and you go home. You you win game uh, uh, two, uh, three to two, and then uh, game three in overtime. What what was kind of the, the message after game one? Uh, I know it's a playoffs. Lots of you guys have played big games. You can't get down, but yeah. you know it's it's rare though be, to to lose one game and suddenly be on the brink of elimination, right? Like that's what's good or bad. I guess depends how you look at it about Canada West. But so what yeah. what was the message from Coach Herbers? Yeah, I think um, game one we didn't we didn't have our best game and our best stuff. So I think as a group we all knew that um, we could play a lot better, and that was just sort of the message: just play our game and and really bring it for game two. And I think lots of guys in the room, um, especially last year, 
it was the semifinals. We got down a game to UEC, and um, we ended up winning winning it in the series in Game Three, just like this past series. So I think we had lots lots of experience in that situation as well. Where well, uh, we just kind of knew there was no panic, and if we played our game, we'd be in a good spot, and that's what happened. The season overall, like, you know, I know the expectations at the U of A are probably higher than they are anywhere else in Canada West. Like, if you don't finish first, you're like, oh, this is a disappointing regular season. But yeah. Uh, yeah. when you look at your team, Josh, as the captain, you know, you see your group. Where have you seen the biggest improvements during the season that you maybe you like more about your team today than you did back in October, November? Um, I think just style of play. We, um, like you said, obviously the expectation is to – to be for first or second, get uh, get us get one of those buys for playoffs. But um, yeah, we I think we have a, a bit of a younger younger group this year. So just playing the right way, um, I think just playing a lot harder, finishing checks, going to the dirty areas, and just doing the harder things to win. And I mean, in playoffs, that's that's especially what's going to get it done. So I think uh, speaking in that sense, just playing harder and um, the right way, and just kind of just what our coaches preach us and within our systems and just overall commitment to that is where I think we've grown as a team. This might be a hard question, but I was like uh, kind of seeing how people view themselves. What, what do you like or what makes you in your eyes a good captain? Um, I think just showing up every day, being prepared and ready to go. Um, and just your habits as well off the ice, whether it's, just stretching, taking care of your body. We have team workouts, always being at the gym. I think just setting an example and leading by example as well. And then on the ice, just being super vocal and trying to uh, just, again, lead by example with, with my play. And then obviously just, just being vocal in the room um, when we need it. I mean, not all the time. But but again, I just think the biggest thing is just setting an example for, for the group. And I think lots of guys want to, try to play pro hockey myself as well so just go to the rink every day and try try to act like a pro and do the right things and so i think that's that's kind of where i uh, i succeed as a captain josh Prokop joins us uh, captain of the golden bears of course uh, they're on the road coming up this weekend in uh, ubc for a best of three in the in the semifinals for canada west uh, men's hockey Josh, as the captain of the U of A team, right? You're in university. You're like, there's still got to be some fun. Are you Mm -hmm. the, are you the organizer? Do you have like, is it your associate captains? Who's kind of the, the ringleader to ensure that you guys have, you know, fun and and good team stuff off of the ice. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I definitely partake in that, uh, as an organizer and (laughs) so does, um, some of the other assistant captains and older guys as well. Um, so yeah, that that's that's the idea there. What is um like is do you guys still go to Rat? Is Rat still around at the U of A? Yeah, it's still there. I've actually never been, and I don't think a lot of guys have been either because I think it just opened one one day a week now. Ah, okay. So, um, and I think it's on Fridays or Saturdays when we're typically playing. Okay. So. So yeah, no, but it's it's still there. But we lots of us have never been before. So if you if the U of A guys get like a one time out, where where is the place that the Bears are going now? Like, what's the fun thing to do? Uh, we usually go um, anywhere um, like on White Ave, typically, or or downtown, sort of thing. Depends depends on the night or or what guys want to do. So I think that's that'd be our our go to spot. Who is the best dancer? On the dance floor for the Bears right now. 
Uh, <laughs> I'd say our goalie, Ethan Kruger. Ooh. He's uh yeah, he definitely is. He's got some good dance moves. Uh, when he when he comes out and goes on the dance floor, he's a, he's a funny guy to be around. And you know, goalies sometimes some of them are a bit weirder and and stuff like that. So yeah, he's a funny guy. <laughs> so now is he in the funny category, or the weird, or a combination of both? <laughs> no, he's. I've definitely played with more more weird goalies than him. He's definitely, but yeah. <laughs> now, um, when you guys when you leave tomorrow to go to UBC. Yeah. Yeah, we leave tomorrow. So yeah, tomorrow you, night. the uh, you guys have you've been on the other side where you're home for all the games in, in the playoffs quite often, right? Yeah. So how mm-hmm. did, how did you like you know you be on the road you know three in a row? Is, is it that is it noted like you just won? So I'm not going to say it's e- it's easier, but do you find like is it a noticeable bigger challenge that first game on the road in Canada West? Yeah, um, I, I I think so. Um, Saskatchewan they. They um they get a pretty good crowd. Um, they just built a, built a new rink there, yeah. so they always have a good crowd and pretty good energy. And obviously, the Claire Drake, it's unbelievable the amount of students and fans we get, um, and just the atmosphere there. So, it I feel like it really depends on where you're playing. Sometimes some places don't get great fans, and you kind of just have to try to create your own energy and stuff like that. And UBC, they they didn't play last weekend, so they got the bye. So I mean, they haven't they haven't played playoff hockey yet this year, and we already have a full series in. So I think the our start on Friday is going to be super crucial for us. Yeah, and the other thing, UBC has really won with great defense this year, right? Like you know, they're they, they're a balanced team for sure. Uh, you know, they got some good guys in Lee and and uh, and Hunt. I think are their top two scorers, but they're a team that's won defense first. How do you break down a team like that? Um, I think, like I said earlier, just playing within our systems, and we're a fast, skilled team. So, I think really pushing the pushing the puck up ice and getting on their D, um, getting on their D, forcing turnovers, stuff like that, and getting to the net hard and winning the winning the blue paint battles for us. I think that will that'll be huge and what what will make us successful this weekend. And on the flight, Josh, do you guys um, are you guys watching movies as a team? How do you, what what happens on the flight, and then who's the go to movie chooser? Uh, not, not really many guys. Well, everybody kind of just does their own thing on the flight. Um, yeah, lots of guys will download movies or listen to music, stuff like that. Some guys will sleep. So it's, it's pretty, pretty on your own page during the, during the flight for our team. What are you, are you a movie guy? Are you a music guy? What are you doing on the flight? Reading a book? Um, I'm more of a music guy. I'd say I'm, I don't really watch movies, movies on the plane there, especially shorter flights. So I just kind of put my headphones in and, relax maybe close my eyes for a bit just sort of keep it keep it pretty chill awesome well uh continued success and uh here's hoping another big uh, win on the road uh this time in ubc thanks for your time thank josh you. thank you very much thanks for having me there you go. that's the uh, captain of the uva uh, golden bears men's hockey team uh, josh prokrop of course uh, led them in scoring in the uh, regular season and a uh, key part of their Victory after losing game one, they win game two and then win game three in overtime. And hey, now you go to UBC. It's uh, definitely going to be a tough test there. No question. This might be the best UBC team maybe ever at uh, I might have to ask Stoff, but I've watched it follow it pretty closely. I don't recall a UBC team, but again, regular season playoffs. If you don't win, it's not necessarily that great. Just ask the uh, Boston Bruins of 2023. So we'll see. I, I do think like the bye week's good if you're banged up, but I think you talk to most players. I don't want to go two weeks without playing. 
So uh, we'll see if U of A can get a jump on them on Friday night. Uh, we'll come back. We've got uh, five questions. But first, 833-401-1440 uh, is the uh, phone number because guess what? We haven't done this yet on the uh, on the news station. Well, maybe we've done it once. Uh, we're looking for a child ages 8 to 16 who have never been to an Edmonton Oilers game. 833-401-1440. First caller through. I need to hear from them, son or daughter, who's never, ever been to an Oilers game. 833-401-1440. Rolling through. Game day on Sports 1440. Jason Greger. Connor Halley, with you. Oilers, Bruins, a little bit of a late start tonight, by the way. Okay, so uh, keep that in mind. Uh, puck drop around 8.20, to be exact. So, But guess what? Uh, we got a pair of seats gifted to us by one of our listeners who wants to remain anonymous, which is great. And uh, some really good seats tonight. And uh, Savannah, who is 11 years of age, is on the line. Savannah, how you doing? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Savannah, can you hear me? Ooh, jeez. Uh-oh. Did their phone go down, cons? Could be a problem. Might have to get a different winner, maybe. So, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. All right, Savannah, are you there? Yeah. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm excellent. What school do you go to, Savannah? Um, J. LaPointe. Oh, in Beaumont. I went to Jay LaPointe. Sick. I love it. Are your school colors still orange? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That is great. What grade are you in, Savannah? Uh, grade 7. Grade 7 at Jay LaPointe. Who's your teacher? Um, like your homeroom well, teacher? Madame um, also. Okay, nice. Tu parles français, Savannah? Uh, yeah. Okay, nice. All right, yeah, okay. Well, you could answer it, Fred. Now, Savannah, guess what? You're going to go to the Oiler game tonight. <laughs> All right, is that good for you? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's awesome. Do you have a favorite Oilers player? Uh, no. No? Is that what about McDavid or Drysdale? They, they're they're not bad, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you pl- do you play hockey, Savannah? Well, Dad's favorite uh, players came. Do you play hockey, Savannah? <laughs> No, I figure skate, but I like to watch hockey. Okay, that's good. Now, figure skating, are you, because of true story, Savannah, I used to figure skate when I was a young boy. Um, do they still, like, do you still do, like, uh, dance? Do they have, like, the badges for figure skating that you have to get? Um, no. No? What do you, like, how do, what, what are you, what are you specializing in right now, then, in figure skating? Okay, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's good. All right, so you're doing, like, double jumps, like a toe loop and stuff? Yeah. All right, awesome. Well, Savannah, stay on the line. Connor's going to get all your dad's information so we can send you the tickets and uh, enjoy the game tonight. Thank you, I will. All right, there you go. Savannah from Jay LaPointe, I love it. A little stomping grounds. Tu parles français? Yeah, I do. <laughs> That's a great answer. Oh, I love it. Love it. It's a f- almost speechless, though, when we told her she was going. It's nice. Pretty excited to go to the game. I love it. So uh, first time for her going to uh, to an owner's game. Pretty sweet. So uh, there you have it. Now let's get to uh, five questions brought to you by The Brick. You can take up to 36 months to pay right now. No interest. See in-store for details only the brick it's time for five questions on the jason gregor show all right gregor question number one the bruins in town tonight what do you think is the biggest challenge they present for this edmonton oilers hockey club well you know what i'll say this the hampus lindholm entry is brutal for the bruins that's a big break for edmonton but I, i just think you know the bruins have been a really consistent team for a really long time and rarely do the Bruins beat themselves? So I think oh, Edmonton's going to have to play a patient game. Now, they showed they could do it against Dallas here two games ago, right? So that's good. It's recent. I think Chris Knobloch even mentioned that today. So I think the biggest challenge against Boston is you have to remain patient because they rarely beat themselves. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, don't fall behind early. Don't let the Bruins try to slow this one down and uh, try to go on the defensive. I'm curious. I, maybe this is stupid, but the puck drop, it's going to be, what, 822, yeah. 10.22 Eastern time. Yeah. They've had a long road trip. Mm-hmm. I wonder. I know the professional athletes, and they'll probably adapt, but I just wonder if, you know, the late start might be an impact later on in this game. So I say just don't fall down early. All right. Okay. Question, question number two. Uh, after last season's disappointing end for this same Bruins team, how far do you think they'll go in the playoffs this year? It's oh, a good question, man. You know, it's interesting because if you see them the last few months, like, they're good. They're not as dominant as they were early, but... They're, they're not a bad team. It's like, it's a good question. I like, I wonder if Boston is looking and saying, you know what? That maybe they gave too much last year in, in the preseason or sorry, regular season. And they were still up three to one in that series. I, I'm more curious about what is the head coach going to do to his goaltending rotation in the playoffs? Cause I think it's fair to say that last year they went away with what got them successful. They None of their goalies started more than two consecutive games. I think it was like November 12th or something. After that, no one started more than two games in a row. Then you got to the playoffs and they completely changed. So if Boston doesn't 
change what they've done all year, I think they can win around. I think they're going to be hard-pressed to beat Florida, who I think is going to uh, come out of the Atlantic. So I think they'll be hard-pressed to go deeper than, than uh, like, they'll win one round maybe, depending on who they play, but I could I won't see them winning two. Yeah, that's about where I have them. One point back of the Panthers right now, getting that first spot would be crucial in the division. Uh, try to avoid that matchup with the Lee, so we'll see. But yeah, I think one round for sure, and, and then I think that'll be the best for them. Uh, question number three for you. Uh, speaking of those Leafs, uh, they're in the desert tonight, taking on the Coyotes. Austin Matthews, 49 goals, six hat-tricks on the season. How many goals do you think he finishes with this season? Well, I've, you know, you know me, Cons. I like to do a research. I always like to look up things. Well, the uh, the Maple Leafs have a pretty tough schedule coming up, right? They they got, I think it's nine games here of their next sixteen against top ten teams in the league. And you know, Matthews has scored well against top ten teams with uh, eleven goals in fifteen games. That's pretty solid, right? But he has twenty seven goals uh, versus the, uh, the the bottom teams. So you know, I. You go on that, it's just, it'll slow down a bit. Um, I love offense, so I'm going to say he gets to 70, which I still think would be amazing, right? I, you know, hey, you get 68, it's unreal. But uh, I think he gets to 70, it's just a round number. I think it's a good talking point. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I'll say 71. I think ESPN had him projected at 74. I think that would be extremely tough. But well, that's what he's prorated yeah. at. And, and like I said, when you can't just prorate and think that the past is magically going to be the same as the future, especially when you look at quality of competition and who they're playing against. And when you're suddenly playing the tougher teams more often, it's harder to score. Not saying he can't, but the numbers back it up. He has 27 goals in 23 games against the bottom 10 teams, and he has 11 goals in 15 games against top 10, and then 11 in 15 against the middle. Does he get a hattie tonight? Well, wouldn't be surprised. He's at home. He's going to be fired up, you know, in the small barn. Uh, Arizona is, has lost 10 in a row. Order fans just saw them. They know that they're, uh, uh, less than stellar. So hat trick, maybe not, but I could see a two goal game of like, you know, like it sounds crazy to say, but you almost like, you know, assuming he's going to score a goal is like me thinking McDavid's going to get two points tonight. Like I'm not surprised by it. It's crazy to say. Question number four announced that Ottawa will be getting an NLL franchise named the Black Bears. Uh, do you think Edmonton will land another NLL franchise? And if so, would you get a time frame down? Well, this is a relocation from New York for the uh, the Riptide. New York had lost because Nassau Coliseum. They weren't going to play there anymore. They weren't drawn very well. So uh, the Senators are involved in this, Cons. And, uh, which is how it's, that's what the NLL wants. That, you know, they have that success and not in every market, but in, in markets where there's an NHL team, lots of times the NHL owner is involved. Um, last I heard, the OEG had no interest in an NLL team. Now, that was two years ago. I haven't asked since. Now, maybe that, you know, it's, it's a question I've yet to ask Jeff Jackson, so I would. Um, lacrosse is great. I think it's fantastic. And I know the lacrosse community here, like, look at the rush crowds. Look at the crowds as it went along. They got better, and it was awesome. So I have no doubt in my mind it could do well here, but does the OEG want it? And uh, so far, I I have no reason to believe they do unless it's cha- unless it changes under Jackson. So uh, I will say no time soon. That was a great answer. I'm going to just agree with you because uh, you are the one who knows the answers when it comes to this. Final question. In honor of Ryan Smith's birthday today, who do you think had the best hair in NHL history? Well, you give me your answer first. Jeremy Yager when he had the mullet. I think he he absolutely perfected it. He, he he's a very funny guy. His his answers, I mean, about uh, his girlfriend not knowing about his Pittsburgh time. Well, I think he should just blow up a picture of him with that perfect mullet 
frame it, give it to her as a gift, and that's all she needs to know about his time in Pittsburgh because you know that guy was putting the puck in the back of the net and he was winning hockey games. Yarmer Yager, just classy. That's hard to go against uh, Double J. He had uh, he had pretty good quaff for uh, for a long time. Um, you know, Smitty had the uh, the great hockey hair too. Um, like if you're looking at his pure mullets, Barry Melrose might get a <laughs> might get a vote for sure. But the guy who might have had uh, you know some of the best hair for for a long time, uh, Ron Duguay, right? Uh, and like Gila Fleur's hair without the helmet might have. F- flown the best if you know what i mean like with his speed like the guys with the helmet on they had a little bit of a disadvantage so i might go to gee wheeling down the wing hair flowing because you could see the whole hair now you could only see the back of it so i'll go with gee lafleur good pick ally afraidy all-star game oh, wow. another classic look well classic classically terrible takes a man to pull that off that was a skullet beyond <laughs> skullets man like give al credit for doing it that was unbelievable but that's where like that's a picture that some of his teammates just should have somebody should have put it up in the room the photo and then just said the dream is over yeah right come on like the dream was over at that point it was done right like there was a skullet like a monkey butt combination it was a. Uh, it was a, like good for Al. Man, that guy shoot bombs too. Like absolute howitzer of a shot. And, uh, you know, but he didn't care. He was a different bird. He's like, whatever, man. I'm Al Freddy. I'm going to roll this haircut. No big deal. And so he did. So I give him a, a lot of credit for that. Great call on Ron Duguay, by the way. Buddy Duguay. Looks like Bon Jovi. Are you kidding? No, hey, buddy, Ron Duguay. Look at that hair. Now think <laughs> of that, buddy. Ron Duguay. That guy, uh, trust me. He, uh, in his heyday, old Ron Duguay had no problem with the ladies. And a lot of it was probably just simply due to the hair. Right? Oh, yeah. Same as Ron Greshner, too. Yozer. Two good-looking fellas, as Strutty would say. Strutty probably stared at him a little bit longer than I would, but <laughs> eh, to each their own. Uh, when we come back, uh, Mark Spector will uh, join us. Uh, also, a little bit uh, later on in the show, we're going to get uh, Joe Haggerty to give us the Bruins side of things. Hampus Lindholm, that's a huge blow to the Bruins. And so uh, we'll see. What are they looking for? At the uh, trade deadline. I haven't really heard a lot about the Bruins, but you know they're going to be in the mix. Why wouldn't they? They're a good team. So uh, we'll talk to Speck and Hags coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. It's a Gregor Show on Sports 1440 presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Let's get to the car, man. Sports 1440 update brought to you by Booster Juice, where in the month of February, they're rewarding you for being you. Every day, two names. If it's your name, you get a free drink at Booster Juice today. On Wednesday, February 21st, it is Emily and Dan. Emily and Dan, two popular names. Enjoy your drink. Now, download the uh, Booster Juice Rewards app and you'll find out if you're next at Booster Juice. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.